Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 21. Turkey season is coming to a close here in Ohio. It is officially over here in just a few days, and um, I'm okay with that this year because I've tagged out, and uh, we've gotten a lot of good videos up, and uh, just excited, had a lot of good hunts. Uh, you can check those out over on our YouTube channel. Um, we got Epic Turkey Hunt, Huge Tom Sprints into 15 Yards, that was a hunt I was on with my neighbor. I uh, got Ohio Turkey Called In from 300 Yards, that's uh, my buddy Trav and our opening day of turkey hunting. And then the one that just dropped last night is called Official Limb Hanger. And uh, that's a really awesome public land hunt um, that just dropped last night on our YouTube and Facebook. So I would encourage you guys to go check that out if you like that kind of thing. Um, and even if you don't, it's some beautiful footage. Uh, we really tried to do more than just, you know, go out, shoot a turkey and or shoot a deer and stand behind it and talk about how we did it. We like to tell a story and kind of weave in that. We talk a little bit about our faith and those things as well. And um, got those videos up. Uh, I know we got another video coming up that I just edited. My brother and I's double. It was my first double using my dad's gun. It was a very special hunt for me. And so that'll be dropping here in the next week as well. So if you go over there, hit subscribe or follow us on Facebook. You won't miss any of those things. And I uh, got some other stuff coming out as well. Um, you know, kind of speaking about going out into the woods and experiencing those things, today's guest is going to talk all about that, just kind of the healing power of being in the woods and, and going out and hunting. And, um, you know, I get excited about all my guests. Uh, I, and there hasn't been a, an episode that I, I haven't enjoyed. I, I just love the different guests and the different things that we've talked about. We've talked about elk. We've talked about ducks. We've talked about samber deer and kangaroos. We've, we've talked about wildebeest. And we're only 21 episodes in, and we've talked about a plethora of animals and I'm hoping that we can just keep on adding to that get some new new topics and today um, we don't really get any new animals but we get a new angle uh, today's guest has taken his um, challenges that he's experienced in life and he's using that to bless others his name's Evan Smith and Evan takes um, wounded veterans out on uh, hunts uh, and does all kinds of hunting with them and so I'm not going to say any more about that I'll let Evan kind of explain that I sat down with him there uh, just yesterday and and we had a great interview, talked through uh, some of the things that he's been able to experience, some of the hunts he's been on, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy this one. So uh, before we jump into that, I just want to encourage you, if you are a listener, maybe a new listener, um, uh, if you would give me a review, uh, hopefully a five-star review, uh, I think that helps me get into the new and noteworthy section, might help more people find out about the podcast, if you'd like to share it with a buddy. And once again, I'm always just interested in average Joes and Jills coming on and, and sharing their, their stories. So if you have a story or two up your sleeve that you'd like to share, and it doesn't matter what the topic is, we're going into the summer months, so we can kind of hit some various topics, maybe even fishing. You know, I don't know if, you know, I'm a hunting podcast, but if we might even be able to get to the point where we're talking about fishing. Um, <laughs> if any of that interests you, interests you, go ahead and send me an email over at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. I will quit my rambling. We're going to go ahead and jump right in here with Evan Smith. Uh, you're going to enjoy this one. Check it out. Hey guys, I am here with Evan Smith. Uh, he is uh, works as a district conservationist for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. He's a married guy, got two young boys at home. Uh, he's retired Army and uh, works with a, a cool group called Fallen Outdoors. He'll tell you all about that, but just want to say, Evan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. 
Well, Evan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I just gave a little intro there, but uh, tell us who you are. And uh, I didn't mention you're from Bedford, uh, Indiana. So tell us a little bit about life there in Bedford. Yeah, so I live in southern Indiana. Um, I, I was raised right around uh, the west side of Indianapolis, um, out in the country. But um, my, my big goals were to get down into the hills. I really wanted to go west, uh, to be honest with you. And my wife had some pretty close family ties. And so instead of going west, we went to uh, southern Indiana, and that's where the hills are. And uh, so that was our compromise. Um, and, and to be honest, we absolutely love it. We were looking for, you know, kind of a conservative, small, small idea kind of area, um, beautiful landscape, plenty of hunting, fishing, outdoor opportunities. And that's been uh, probably one of the biggest opportunities for us is, is to be able to raise our boys out in the wild pretty much let them roam and get muddy and have fun. So yeah, we, we were talking a little bit before we hit record there. You had to hose the boys down today. So it sounds like they really like getting muddy there. They do. I actually, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty consistent on making my yard look really nice, work really hard to make those nice stripes and everything. And there's one spot that they continuously keep playing in the mud and every day it's muddy. And uh, so they have just torn it up. And I swear they we have we didn't even have rain today or yesterday. It's been a couple days ago, and they were covered from head to toe. So my wife let me know that they literally were hosed down before they could come back in the house. That's awesome. <laughs> Got out yeah. the hose. That's good. Yeah, we like to we like to let them run. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do uh, as a district uh, conservationist. What does uh, what that does that entail? Um, working with private lands, right? Yeah. So I work with private landowners. Uh, really blessed to have the job I do. I get to run around, work with, uh, you know, farmers, foresters, wildlife people. Um, and what I do is I go out and I help them address resource concerns. So, you know, do they have an erosion issue? Uh, do we have a water quality issue? Um, is the habitat for, uh, say we want to make monarch uh, butterfly habitat or we want to make um, bobwhite quail habitat. I go out and I develop those species that we want to plant, come up with a plan on here's how you plant it. Um, and then we go through all the stages of trying to help them pay for it, bring that conservation plan into effect, and then monitor it afterwards. Um, that's probably my favorite part. I get to work with a lot of foresters, doing a lot of timber stand improvement. Um, Indiana, actually, southern Indiana is one of the top states in the nation for uh, wood products. And so people don't really realize that. And we put out a lot of wood products. And so that's a big part of, of the economy down here. And so we're always doing timber stand improvement to promote those good trees. Um, invasive species removal that's a that's a constant um, mm -hmm. and then when you turn around and, and we're, we're very hilly so if you crop uh, if you are into row crops we're usually dealing with erosion and if you have cattle we're, we're dealing with all kinds of other obstacles there so um, I get to work I, I get to work a lot spend a lot of time in private lands and uh, get to see some pretty nice gems uh, really enjoy what I do yeah, so you get a check out. I mean, you get a, it sounds like an outdoor kind of job mostly. You get to go out and travel and see different places. Has has that led to any uh, extra hunting grounds? Just out of curiosity. You know, I have to walk a really thin line with that question. Um, so <laughs> I put you on the spot. Well, it's it's just funny because there are definitely some guidelines. Okay. Um, so so what we have to do, we have big conflict of interest issues with you know if you are getting something in return for what you're doing. Right. So um, all of my stuff happens outside of work time, outside of, you know, conservation planning, federal funding. Um, that being said, I have a ton of private land to hunt. 
So, okay. and we'll um, just leave it. We'll just leave it there yeah, for for the yeah. sake of for the sake of it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't come from doing favors. It just comes from getting to know more people. And and I think building that trust. I get to talk with a lot of people. You know, you when you see that old grouchy farmer at the at the store, you know, he kind of looks at you and, and grumbles at you. Um, I get to know them, you know, and kind of, yeah. I get a, I get to beat them up with, uh, with jokes and everything else and finally break them down. And then once you get to know somebody like that, um, you know, you seem to get a little bit more access. Right. Absolutely. Well, one of, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I, I, I think, uh, first saw you on Instagram and, uh, first off, I just want to say thanks for your service in the U S army. Um, Really appreciate your service there. I saw that you were retired from that, and I've noticed that one of the things since your retirement is that you started helping veterans go out and hunt. So would you mind kind of telling us that story a little bit, and then we'll kind of maybe get into some of those hunts and how it worked. But first off, how did you get involved in that, and, and what does that look like? So I I was very proud to serve. Um, I ended up uh, getting hurt stateside, didn't do anything you know crazy and, and uh, Purple Heartish or anything like that, but um, got hurt stateside, ended up blowing out my knee and my hip, uh, knee surgery, two hip surgeries. Um, after that never could, uh, recuperate properly. So I got retired, um, finished up school, got my job. And now uh, that I have a little bit more time, uh, the fallen outdoors is a nationwide, um, nonprofit organization. So, um, Indiana has a chapter, um, about a year and a half ago, uh, I met the chapter president. And since then, um, I kind of jumped in with both feet and, uh, because of the access I have, I think to land and some of those benefits and Southern Indiana also has a ton of more wildlife, you know, than Northern Indiana does. So our, our deer population, uh, Turkey population, uh, those kinds of things, we have that habitat down here. And so I've been able to provide a lot more hunts and, and kind of meet up with people and, um, truly and i think we'll probably dig into this more but um i have some really uh really big uh, physical issues pain um some different issues and disorders and surgeries and things and and truly for me the outdoors is is where i go to get my therapy um and so with many veterans that have pain they have you know struggles they've got stress uh, going to the outdoors that's where we can find some answers um and i don't think that anybody uh lays out the outdoors you know better than than how god did you can't really compete with with perfection um Mm. and so with that i've just been able to take a lot of people out to the field and um and this last winter and and fall and and early spring um the more i struggle the more for whatever reason it is it is completely backwards but for whatever reason the more pain i'm in um the more that it infuriates me and it drives me to want to go take somebody else out to go hunt. So, hmm. you know, we're walking pheasant fields, um, and my left hip and, and knee are just trashed. Uh, they're still not in very good shape. My right hip, uh, I need surgery on the right hip now. And we're out walking literally all day. I'm guiding, uh, guiding with my dog, uh, going out pheasant quail hunting. And it's like, I just keep going. We just, the energy that you get from introducing somebody to the outdoors, teaching them, you know, Hey, this is how you can find some relief. This is what you can do. I mean, you can't be mad when you're sitting there watching a dog work and birds flying. You can't be mad. You can't be upset. You can't, (laughs) it's not possible. Um, and so that's how I got into it. And really, um, instead of being somebody that, you know, jumped on the list to go, you know, Hey, give me this free hunt, give me that free hunt. Um, I had a little bit different opportunity and, and was able to help more people, um, and, and bring them out. And as much as I feel like, you know, 
I'm sure they, they thought I was helping them. And I mean, you know, you, you definitely receive many thanks from people that are appreciative, but, um, those guys gave me more energy, uh, guys and gals actually, uh, gave me more energy than, than what I think they even got from the hunts. So it was great. Yeah. So you've been able to, to help a lot of people through that. Talk us a little bit, um, with you having that chronic pain, was that something that happened after you retired from the army or was that before? Yeah. So, um, the advanced issues that I have now, we were in a car wreck, um, here oh, about wow. four years ago. Um, wife and I, and actually my son was about four months old at that time. Um, and so four and a half years ago, we were going through a light little gas saver car. You know, we got the big pickup and we got the SUV and for whatever reason, we're in the little tiny gas saver that day and a three quarter ton commercial van ran a red light and just smoked us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so shoulder surgery, neck surgery, I've got a fusion. Uh, I need another fusion. Um, just, just always, honestly, I cannot escape the pain. Um, and so it's something that, you know, the outdoors is, that's the only place that I right now feel like I can find relief. Um, you know, and the more work I do outdoors, the more it beats me up and the more tired it makes me. Um, but you know, if you would go onto my Instagram, uh, you know, Evan C. Smith, you look at all the pictures, um, you have to dig pretty deep to find a post about pain, uh, things like that, because that's not, man, that's not who I am. You know, I, I am dealing with pain issues, but, um, you know, if you look on there, it's just pictures of awesome outdoor stuff because that's what fuels me. You know, I'll be sitting there, I'll go bust my butt on a, on a 10 mile hike and hunt. And, you know, I may be down for a week, but I've got a week's worth of pictures to post now that I'm going to enjoy and, you know, enjoy those write-ups and, and everything else. So, uh, you know, just another challenge that, uh, that I've got to deal with. So, Mm. So that's led you to, uh, you talked about the fuel for the, the fire a little bit and to getting involved with falling outdoors. So, um, I'm just curious, any, any stories kind of come to mind, uh, whenever you think about some of the veterans you've been able to take out and help, uh, any, anything kind of rise to the top there? Yeah, I think, I really think probably the top one. Um, and I, I will tell you that there are some awesome hunts I've done this fall, but probably the top one, uh, I've already got chills talking about it, thinking about it. Um, so a guy named Justin Law, um, he got injured, uh, overseas then came back, got hurt again, um, stateside ended up, he is now in a wheelchair. Um, he's right around 30 years old, wife, couple kids, um, been in a wheelchair for several years now, struggles, uh, with a lot of issues. Um, and I got contacted to see if I wanted to participate in helping with an event, uh, because of some of the people that I know, uh, and, and go out to this bird preserve and, and then they said, Hey, do you know anybody, any veterans that would benefit from hunt like this? So, so anyway, it's a bird hunt, it's an upland hunt, uh, pheasant, pheasant quail hunt. And it's out on this beautiful property in Southern Indiana. Um, and, uh, Sugar Creek hunting preserve is one of my favorite places to be. And so we end up getting this guy, he's in a wheelchair. We take him out for his first upland hunt. So if you upland hunt at all, you know, you walk and walk and walk and try to chase dogs and keep up with dogs. So one of the guys that there created this, this cart that goes in the front of a side-by-side. And so you can actually drive somebody in a wheelchair through the field, following the dogs with a side-by-side. And so as soon as those dogs go on point, he's right behind them on the side-by-side. So you hold the dogs. Uh, he's got extremely good dogs. So you hold those dogs on point so you can get the, get the side-by-side up there. He's sitting on the very front of it. You know, it's like driving Miss Daisy, you know, hunting. <laughs> and uh, we pull up behind behind the birds. And 
then you release the the dogs, kick the birds, and he can get a shot. Wow. So, Justin goes from having mobility issues to all of a sudden he's cruising through, you know, a field being driven around and he's keeping up with dogs, watching the dogs work. Um, and that was amazing. And so, and he, he definitely, you know, so here's some personal stuff, you know, he was, he struggled because he's not been able to be there as much as he wants for his son. Um, you know, when he's got other kids, but his older son was, was the one that, you know, he kept talking about the most. And, so he's got this older son. Well, he's out there with us. He's out there flushing birds. He's running. He's getting birds. He's after the dog brings them back and retrieves them. He's grabbing them. Um, and he had such a good day with his dad, you know, and, and that is kind of what it's all about. Being able to do something like that for a veteran that deserves it. Um, get them out. He had never bird hunted before. Never, never bird hunted. He'd only deer hunted, I think, a couple times. Um, and then he had been on one turkey hunt for wounded warriors. Other than that, really never done much outdoors because, you know, it's, it's definitely hard for him. And then prior to that, he didn't do a whole lot of outdoor uh, hunting. So now he's got this opportunity, um, you know, and, and we pretty well told him, you know, you you make the call, you holler at us and we'll get that. We'll get that buggy back out there and get you out there. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, started a new friendship. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get his butt out to the woods. We're going to we're going to have some fun with him. So um that's probably that's probably the most memorable uh and that that one actually made our local newspaper i say local newspaper it got sent all the way through the state because all the all the partnership papers picked up the story too and there he is you know front cover with him and his son uh you know shooting some birds so that was awesome yeah i will uh i'm gonna post that in the show notes so if you guys want to uh, read that article check it out i'll go ahead and give a link to that but that is all would you i'd call that a pheasant drive is that a pheasant drive like a literal pheasant drive yeah, uh yeah i guess it would be i mean it was just yeah he's awesome. just cruising through the field and you know you would think okay he's gonna get you know beat up and it's gonna wear him out and all he kept saying you know he was like this is so smooth and he his energy was just explosive you know, and, and somebody that, you know, he said normally, you know, half a day and he's, he's done. And, uh, you know, we definitely used a lot of his energy up, but he, he continued. And every time, I mean, the energy that you get from something like that, you know, every time you shoot, you know, anything, you know, that harvest excitement is just amazing. And so, you know, yeah. you watch the dogs work, you get to talk to everybody. It's just, it's such a nice time. Mm. I, I can't, I, I have to imagine that, that would be extremely rewarding. Uh, turkey season this year, the first two hunts, I didn't kill a thing, but I was with two of my buddies that were able to, to, to harvest. And just being with a buddy is rewarding, let alone being with a guy that's not able to walk and, uh, and struggles with the things that he struggles with. I know that that has to be uh, very rewarding. So uh, any other stories that come to mind whenever you think about these veterans? I, I'm sure there's got to be some. Have you done, is it str strictly like bird hunting or do you guys do any other types of hunts? No, everything. Okay. Um, so just with the veterans specifically, um, you know, I've been able to do some upland hunts and then doing the deer hunts. Um, one of my favorite things, uh, again, through this group, you know, you're connecting with people that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, you wouldn't meet otherwise. And so somebody posted on, on one of our Facebook groups and said, Hey, you know, I'm moving from Carolinas coming over to Indiana, looking for some hunting ground, um, you know, or somebody to help, um, a big waterfowl hunter, but had never been able to successfully harvest deer or anything like that. So, you know, here I am, I just jump on and I'm like, yeah, come on down. You know, I've got, I've got room. I'm happy to, you know, have you down. And so, uh, kind of do some, some backlegging and, and try to, look and see who this person is well here's the awesome part about the military it doesn't matter if you're male or female it doesn't matter if you're blue green black gray whatever because you're all wearing the same uniform 
and I don't care all the race stuff. It's awesome because we're all, we have partnered so hard together. We've worked together. We sacrificed together. So Southern Indiana, you know, honestly, there's not very many African-American people down here. Um, and, and very respectful people down here. It's not, you you know, it's not a disrespectful area. Um, but so here comes this, um, African-American female who's about five foot five, you know, <laughs> shows up at the house and, and, you know, I'm like, let's go deer hunting. You know, we're, we're excited. So, um, her name's captain McNair. Uh, she's a captain, uh, actually at camp Atterbury in Indiana. And, um, so she shows up, she hunted her butt off. We, she actually ended up having to drive. I think it was like an hour and a half to my house. She was there before I was even ready to like walk out the door for the morning hunts. She was already there. Um, and I don't know what happened, but the weather could not have been worse. Every time that we tried to get together, the weather was terrible. We're sitting out there. The blind is literally falling apart because the wind is so strong. Um, no deer, no squirrels, no nothing. Nothing's moving. So it was about four hunts in. She drove over that many times. We just kept putting it in. She was willing to do it. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to keep at this. So finally, we had some nice weather. It was the very last weekend of gun season that we had. The very last weekend. And uh, finally, here comes some deer. And uh, she brought the big boy. She brought the 300 mag out. Oh, she's uh, serious. That deer got about 25 yards from us. And she shot it. And I'm going to tell you what. The other side, there was not much of that deer left. <laughs> and she dropped it. And I mean, it was like the energy of taking somebody to get their first deer, the circumstance of just moving to a new state, all the excitement, you know, helping out another soldier. Um, that was unreal. That mm-hmm. fuels the fire. Um, and so JP, that's what her first name is. We have become, you know, really good friends. You know, you can't you can't help but bond over something like that. Um, and so, you know, was able to get her, her first deer, you know, we got Justin out for his first up one hunt, um, took a couple other buddies. Uh, I went to Purdue university and uh, up there met, you know, met some veterans and, and we had a Purdue student veteran organization, um, through there and some other, uh, bar happenings, you know, ran into another guy, uh, Jared Webb, and, uh, he was actually a drill sergeant and he saw what I was doing and, uh, got you know and was like man that'd be awesome you know i'd love to go up one hunt i said come on i said next weekend's it i said let's go and so he brings his brother and his dad his dad uh, was a veteran as well and uh his dad had just had uh, heart surgery the year before and so he hadn't really been able to do much this was one of their first hunts together you know in a while and uh, we get out there and my dog worked his butt off got him out there uh chasing chasing birds and it was awesome you know so here we go you know getting another another veteran couple veterans out to the field and uh we just had an awesome time and uh i don't know i don't know those kinds of things um you know getting actually getting captain mcnair back out to the field took her on an upland hunt uh, at the very end of the season as well um that's what drives me so mm-hmm. we've done some other hunts those are the hunts that i've done and been involved with um you know we do a lot of bow fishing events uh, i've got some guys that have nice bow fishing rigs um and, and a lot of experience with that we uh, a couple of the guys took a hog hunting trip uh, last year to texas um pretty active and that's just indiana that's just the guys here that we're doing this they're in every state so if guys want to find out about this in their state and get involved they just need to look up uh what fallen outdoors yeah the fallen outdoors and so based on whatever region in the u.s you're in that's the region you'll take so um you know i get to see all the stuff that's happening around ohio and illinois and kentucky um it's not necessarily you know i'm not limited to indiana and so you go in and you you request to get in. Uh, it's definitely a service member, veteran only deal. Um, and so you come in and you you know you apply to do that. 
and then from there, you know, it's just like a, a new brotherhood just opens up and, and you get to work with a bunch of other people. Mm, that's awesome, Evan. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, how much time do you actually get to hunt for yourself? Do you spend, uh, do you find that you spend most of your time hunting with veterans or are you able to squeeze in some time for just you in the woods or how does that all play out? My wife and I would answer this question differently. <laughs> okay. She would say I'm always gone. Okay. And, uh, when deer season comes, and I would say even pre-deer season, you know, I'm I'm in the woods pretty hard. I've got cameras out now for deer season. I mean, I've got corn, I've got mineral licks. I mean, I'm out. I'm I'm checking stuff, you know, because I want to. I want. I just want to make sure they've got what they need. I want to pattern them. I want to see what's going on, and I love the pictures. You know, I just I'm going to take the boys out. We're going to check deer cameras as much as we can. We love it. Um, I try to hunt a lot every weekend. Um, I, I actually had my brother-in-law. He got married the first weekend of bow season and he got reamed for that. <laughs> um, pretty much. If you want to see me, you've got to do it August or after January. Gotcha. Um, I am in the woods as much as I can. I love to take my wife. I love to take my kids. Um, you know, but when those opportunities don't happen, I'm out there. Um, as well, but I, I seem to be putting in a little bit more time with veterans now. Um, I took another guy, uh, and, and I didn't talk about this other story, but, um, you know, I seem to be just adding more and more people to the list and it's like, I'm going. So if you want to come, you know, I'll set you up in this stand and I've got stands everywhere. You know, I've got blinds, I've got ground stuff. I mean, we can get you set up. So, um, if I'm going to be out there, usually I'm on a, at least a couple hundred acre piece. So I can always throw somebody else out on another, you know, another stand, but mm. uh, yeah, we definitely, uh, I'm out a lot and then, yeah. and then finish up with squirrel season until the end of February. And then we're shed hunting and then we're morale hunting and then turkey season just ended Sunday. Um, you know, now is kind of my only little break. Uh, right. And then, uh, and then we'll start back up with, um, you know, towards the fall, we'll get squirrel come back in, uh, dove season will come in and then, then bow season comes back in for deer. And then we start working. Oh on yeah. It's a, it's a never ending cycle there. So, so why don't you, you know, we've heard some of your veteran stories. Give us a, a personal story. What would be if you, if you had like a, you know, top or favorite uh, hunting story that you had, deer, turkey, whatever, uh, what, what would be your favorite one that comes to mind? My favorite one? Um, probably, and, and this didn't even have a harvest with it. Uh, I think this is where my mind is starting to change so much uh, versus harvest versus experience. Um, my wife's cousin and I are very close. He and I um, went to Purdue together, hunt together, uh, best friends. And, uh, he invited me to Colorado a couple years ago. And this was after the accident. Um, this is after neck surgery, shoulder surgery, um, you know, dealing with, dealing with fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, some other issues. And I told him, I said, man, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know? And, uh, he invites me to Colorado seven, seven day primitive up in the mountains, um, uh, forest property, um, up in the top of the mountains. We're on the, just on the West side of Estes state park or Estes okay. park, but you know, we're right there. So up in the high mountains. And, uh, he said, man, he said, you know, do your best. He said, uh, you know, he, he wasn't going to drag me or, or be, you know, ticked at me if I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I ended up having to take a day off during that trip, uh, took a full day off to rest. And I came back and we ended up hiking up to, uh, we were 12, 13,000 feet. Um, we got up pretty high and I was struggling bad. 
and I've got some pictures of this, and it's uh, it, two of the pictures I use a lot uh, for profile picture or anything. I got to the top of that mountain, and it was like it was one of the hardest things that I personally had to do uh, with my, my body. It just it didn't it wanted to shut down. Um, we're out there elk hunting, we're busting our butts, you know, covering all kinds of terrain. Um, but I got to the top of that mountain, and it was like you just all of a sudden just everything lifted off you, you know, and and sitting up there. Um, I know the harvest is important. You know, that's a big part of, of the hunting. I mean, clearly, you know, but the harvest is almost being separated these days to me. Uh, the hunt and the harvest, there's just two different parts of it. And I got up there uh, and I think I've got some pretty detailed posts. It probably hasn't been for a year or two. Um, I got to the top of the mountain and it was like, you know, God just picked me up and, mm. and standing up there. I can still, I could draw you a picture of what I saw that day. You know I mean? It's, it just, it's so stuck in my head. And I think over any harvest, um, over any hunting memory, you know, even, you know, my first deer, I mean, I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, you know, I remember seeing that deer that I took, remember that. I remember, you know, the first big buck I got that's up on the wall and that, and that, uh, but probably being on a seven day hunt like that, going to the top of the mountain, having to do a personal battle, you know, really having to fight mentally with myself to get my, to get my body to the top. And when I did, it was just like, it was just worth it. You know, and whether you're a climber or you're a hunter, uh, you know, you get to the top and it's like, you know, that, that, that was the moment for me. Mm. So think of all my trips, that's probably it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can totally, totally relate to that. 2016, I went Colorado, uh, elk hunting and, Similar experience, climbing the mountain, uh, going solo off of this one little trip and got up to this point where I'd, I'd just been climbing, 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 climbing. And finally, I just took a second to s- just sit down and look back. And whenever I look back, I, I didn't realize how high I actually was. Yeah. And it's just, you want to talk about feeling close to the Lord and, and uh, just kind of experiencing that. It's, yeah, that'll do it for you. It's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. and again, how, how can that stuff be formed? you know, how, how can the world look like that? It's just, it's pretty amazing. So again, you know, getting guys out to see those views, you know, to push yourself a little bit, you know, and, and there's a difference between pushing yourself and killing yourself. And, and I was, <laughs> I was right in between those lines to get yeah. up to the top of that mountain. But when I got up there, I mean that, and that's what I want to share with people. You know, that's what I want people to know is, you know, that's the feeling you can have. You can get yourself a break, you know, from, from the monotony of pain and, and, chronic issues and you know things like that and whether you have an whether you have pain or not you know the the endorphins that you get from being out and smelling fresh air and watching an intigo bunting you know fly right in front of your face while you're turkey hunting and, and sit there and whistle uh, you don't get that you can't get that sitting inside yeah and uh, and that's what i love that's what i love about the outdoors yeah Absolutely. And I think this would be a challenge for guys. You know, it's easy. I think it'd be easy to be in your situation and kind of feel sorry for yourself and kind of just, you know, people go through depression and that's a serious thing. But I think overcoming that, recognizing what works for you, being outside, getting in the woods, helping other people. So it's not just about getting outside, but taking other people with you in that process. I think anybody listening to that, that would be a, a probably a word of, um, advice you know just to, to think about those things because there's there's a lot of I, I agree with what you're saying i think going outside there's something healing about being out there and being in in the woods that god created so that's awesome yeah i don't i don't think you can avoid it you know you get outside and it's it just it refreshes you 
uh, you know, and, and even aside from veterans, um, I've got some, some friends and some of those groups online that, you know, talk about they're in chronic pain and doing this and that. And I'm like, take your butt outside. Go walk. <laughs> I don't care what you do, but go outside today and go walk, you know, yeah. go walk at a park, go walk through the woods, go find a trail, uh, get away from the city lights, but go, go walk somewhere. And, uh, you know, and they've even come back and said, you know, I can't, I really can't believe how much that little 15 minute walk does for me. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Well, that's awesome. Well, Evan, uh, if guys want to get in touch with you, uh, they can check you out on Instagram. You said Evan C Smith on Instagram yep. and, uh, can check out your page. You got a lot of cool pictures and stories on there. So I'd encourage guys to check that out. Uh, once again, uh, we want to check out Fallen Outdoors. Uh, and, and if you're uh, uh, in the military or out of the military, want to check that out. Um, even if you're not, go ahead and check it out anyhow. It's pretty cool stuff over there. So, uh, Evan, anything else? Uh, we didn't cover anything else you want to add on here? No, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to solicit, but we are always everything we do for the veterans. Uh, it's free. So we don't charge the veterans. We take them. We we find a, a trip for them. We find a way to set it up and we bring them in. So um you know we're always taking donations so that's something as well you know if you're not a veteran but you want to help a veteran out that's a great way to do it so mm. you know they can contact me as well through that um you know also if anybody wants my email you know evan.c.smith2 at gmail.com um and that's we can we can set up things that way as well but uh, i'm always happy to happy to help and support in, in any way that i can uh, if anybody else needs something or wants to reach out i'd be happy to talk with them Awesome. Well, Evan, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for all that you do. I appreciate you coming on, kind of sharing your stories and uh, what's worked out there. Definitely love to have you back on again sometime and hear some more of these stories. And uh, I hope your hope your summer goes well with scouting for deer and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. I uh, I would definitely be glad to come back on, and and we'll be out there. I can guarantee it. All right, man. Well, you have a great day, and I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right. And you guys now know why I was excited to get Evan on. Uh, just really neat to hear some of those stories. And I felt like we could have gone a little bit longer and, and hear some of Evan's stories as well. I definitely plan to have uh, some repeat guests in the future, and he would definitely be one of them. Um, you know, one of the things I just noticed that he talked about, you know, it was so impressive to me, him with the pain that he's in to do that hike that he did. And uh, he talked several times throughout the podcast about just the healing properties of being in creation, going out there and God designing that. And I, and I think God made it that way. I think he, he didn't make us to sit in cubicles all day. I think it's it's for us, there's something great about getting outside, getting into nature, because that's where we learn some things about God. Um, but one of the things they talked about is, you know, it, he didn't even kill anything on that hunt. It was just getting to a point where he could just you know, feel the stress of life go away from him and, and, and enjoy it. And I think that there's so much to be learned from that, that it's not always about the end goal. The end goal for most hunters is to, to you know, I'm going to Colorado in September. My end goal, ultimate goal, is to get my hands on, on an elk. You know, that's what I want to do. But sometimes in life, we can just rush through life so much and not enjoy the journey. Um, we might never get to experience getting our hands on an elk or on a deer or whatever it is. And so if that's all we think about that, if that's all we drive is the kill and the, the harvest, obviously that's a huge motivator. But I think sometimes we need to open our eyes to what we're experiencing along the way. You know, the journey can be rewarding as well. It just kind of reminds me of James uh, 4. Uh, it says, Come now, you who say tomorrow or today we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do know not let me say that again. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. 
Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this and that. Um, and I think what that verse is getting at is, you know, it's so easy just to say, oh, yeah, these are the plans that I have, and I'm going to do these things, and I can't wait until I do that. You know, we are creatures that, I, you know, whenever you were in high school, you couldn't wait to get to college. Whenever you got to college, you couldn't wait to graduate. Uh, there's a certain point maybe where you couldn't wait to get married or you couldn't wait to have kids, and, and we find ourselves just kind of waiting and wishing for the next big thing. And when it gets here, we're excited for a minute, and then we go on to the next thing that we want. And and instead, I think we ought to just learn the ability of being content right now and knowing, like that verse says, your life is a mist. And just picture that, a mist going up into the air. Um, And then it's gone. In the grand scheme of things, your life is short. And and so I I think that means we don't want to waste it. We don't want to waste those moments. It's not just about the the arrival. It's about the journey. And I hope that you're enjoying it. The only way I know to enjoy that is with God and uh, having that purpose in my life. And so there's a little mini sermon for you again if you're still hanging in there. All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Once again, I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to encourage you to go over and check out Fallen Outdoors and um, check out Evan on uh, Instagram. He's got a lot of posts, a lot of cool stuff on there. And um, there's that for today. Thank you once again for listening. And remember, as always, to shed the light.